This podcast is brought to you by Score Foundation. Hi, my name is George Abraham and welcome to Iway Conversations. My guest today is Pranav Savla from Bangalore. He is an interesting 17-year-old. Hi, Pranav, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me, George. Pranav, you've been blind since birth. What exactly is your eye problem? Uh, so I, as you said, have been born blind and my condition is called uh, Lieber's congenital amaurosis. Short, um, long form for LCA. Uh, it is a genetic disease. And uh, the funniest thing is we have not really been able to, over the 17 years that I have been here, uh, figure out where it has originated from. And But the the um, abridged version of what this condition is, is that it, it weakens your optic nerve to the point where it doesn't really have the capability of transferring uh, images to my brain thus uh, me not being able to to see. So you've been studying in a mainstream school, uh, perhaps right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, normally to get admission into a mainstream school for a visually impaired person or a totally blind person, in most occasions, there's a no-no. Uh, the school says they're not equipped. Uh, even the parents are normally hesitant. Uh, what is your story? Actually, the funny thing is my parents wanted me to go to my sister's school, which is uh, in Koruma, uh, in, in an area in Bangalore. And uh, they, they they took me there. And the, the director of the school said, I'm really sorry. He was very frank about it. He said, I'm really sorry. We would have loved to take your student. But at the moment, we just don't have the uh, have the facilities required. He in turn recommended uh, my parents to the school that I'm currently studying at. It's called Head Start. And a very interesting story there is my parents called up the the principal, the then principal of the school, and uh, they they asked, you know, could could we have this student who cannot see? Could you please help our son? And and the the principal said, you know what, um, come on, come right over. We'd like to meet the child. And the principal always said one thing. She said everything will be fine and we'll take care. And so actually a lot of the stuff that I have learned in life, both in terms of independent skills and in terms of my studies, of course, has been my school, which has been one of the biggest backings that I've ever received. So that is interesting. So what were the kind of resources the school was blessed with to be able to handle you? Uh, the school, of course, had uh, coordinators to help me around. Uh, they they really believed in Braille. So they 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 taught me Braille. Uh, they had brailers. They didn't really have any fancy sort of 3D embossers and stuff uh, like you might see in certain places. Yeah. But what they actually were very good at was creatively coming up with ways of of of, of teaching concepts to me. Uh, and and the interesting thing was more than resources, the school had determination, uh, and they 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 found ways. Uh, and and it was. Uh, as as the years wore on, as I sort of got into my teenage years, it was very interesting because 
we found ways collaboratively where they would ask me on you know they'd ask me questions on how a certain system was working and i'd be able to then put in my inputs on how i thought the system could work better and sort of we we came up with a system collaboratively together and they used everything from wires to leaves uh, to come up with uh, a ways of showing me stuff i remember when i was 7 and uh, the the coordinator she's actually way more than a coordinator to me she has helped me so much in life um was teaching me uh, or was trying to show me how a cricket pitch looked and she drew, she she made it with sticks leaves cardboard and a twig or a few twigs rather which is a very interesting way because she always believed that i should learn things but i should learn them in the way that uh, people who can see can see them when you are in class uh, you know uh, the teacher has you in the class has other students in the class as well mm-hmm. so how does he or she actually uh, deliver the uh, the the content uh, knowing that people receive it differently meaning is there any kind is is, it, is your classrooms different from a classroom that might be in say another school no no not at all actually it's it's basically the same and the teachers uh, the, the very interesting thing is that the students around me especially having spent so many years and the having you know gone through the fact that my school has made sure that they are empathetic have been very empathetic and helpful in learning so actually in a way having students who can see around me makes it easier to learn for me i had a very interesting teacher uh a few years ago who taught us history and uh, the board that i study in igcse which is from cambridge yeah. uh their the history for them is very different from history for say icse in india because uh history there is very analytical um it relies very less on say dates and and recalling information yeah. and more on analyzing is historical events and right. uh, one of the things that we analyze there is cartoons or images made by uh, people at the time and so my history teacher what she do is she'd ask every student in class to describe one aspect of the image which not only not only helped me learn what was in the image but also helped them improve their analytical skills of the image because they could find new details and help me connect with the students around me because suddenly they understood what i was going through very often uh, children who are blind when they're studying in a mainstream school they get left out when there are extracurricular activities and sporting activities what has been your experience i again would count myself very lucky because my school has put in the rare and ek very extra effort of making sure that inclusion extended beyond the classroom uh one of the best examples i can give of this is the fact that my school plays a blind cricket match and for those unaware blind cricket is a a sport it's it's very similar to the game of cricket that people with vision play or people with complete vision play but adjusted slightly uh for people with no or limited vision and so my school would play this game every single year and the way they do it is they actually take students uh and 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 blindfold them or restrict their vision using goggles to varying degrees to simulate the vision loss that every single player has and they played according to the rules and the interesting thing is over the years students have just started volunteering on their own 
that's one thing um another thing is even when we're watching matches in a league uh, there's always someone to describe what's going on in the game commentate and it's always uh, a friend of mine because uh, they have been empathized in that way to the point where it's it doesn't feel like you know i i don't have that feeling that many people would of of or being left out because i'm having the sport described to me it's almost like i'm just discussing with a friend what's going on in the sport and it's very interesting that way uh even you know i i do want to touch on this empathizing point because it's a very big part of my school they 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 believe in empathizing students and connecting students to create a level playing field so often what they'll do is they'll um in fact every single year when class starts uh my coordinator walks into class and she she tells students things like how sighted guide works uh how how would i hold someone's arm and how i would prefer to do certain things and uh how you know th- th- things like how i am so much like them you are also into music so what prompted you into music it was actually my mother Yeah. Uh, she she started me off with the tabla at the age of 4 at an age where i didn't really want to do it <laughs> right uh, uh and she started me out with vocals at the age of 11 and i'm going to be very honest i'm still not the best at either of them um but uh, yeah it was and and the thing is it it didn't it, it started out as unappealing for me but it grew on me over the over the years uh tabla because i had so many people learning around me and it was fun going there and jamming with people and um vocals because it 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 just started feeling liber- it just started feeling uh liberating to sort of sing uh after a point and 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 i have the cliche story of how it it now is my my way of calming down i i sing a lot of metal actually and so it's my way of you know just just belting out those extra notes Uh, is my way of of calming down after i've had a particularly frustrating experience if you know of anyone with vision impairment who needs guidance on living life with blindness please share the iwe national toll free helpline number 1800532045 the number is 1800532046 let's come to the area that uh, people around the country know you for which is your digital expertise <laughs> how did you get introduced to digital uh, the digital space and uh, uh, and and how did it actually grow on you and how do you use it today I would also credit my school for this because my school at the age of when I was 7 started teaching me how to type and how to use a computer uh because they realized that just relying on braille was not sustainable braille is an invaluable and a priceless resource uh at, at you know even today after completely going digital but it's not sustainable to do all of my work in uh and so they start teaching me how to type at the age of 7 and um at the age of 11 it, it really kicked off because then my dad bought me my own laptop as my school said listen where we, we want to we want to let pranav bring a computer into school from the 7th grade from the next year so that he can start making that transition and um 
once i had technology in my hands i'm i'm sort of i i've been a tinkerer by birth sort of naturally and so i started messing around trying to break stuff <laughs> and uh, it's actually funny i i was on youtube and i watched a youtuber by the name of liam irvin yeah. um uh code and he 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 programmed his own games and i i got intrigued i said can i can i do this and after a few months of my dad not taking me seriously <laughs> because i've said i wanted to do a lot of things uh before um and and i said can i do this for basically everything um he finally he finally saw that in me and he he enrolled me in in a in a in a, in a course by an organization called vision aid yeah. um in in a python course right and after that it's just been me self learning taking courses online uh exploring reading other people's code talking to people and uh, learning through my mistakes i think that's been one of the most important ones uh where i learned through a decision that i made that didn't really work out today of course digital is almost the heart and soul of what i do every single day i code and so i i i'm the, the laptop is like my second home um and i use it for 99% of what i do at school uh also also things like even for things like navigation uh using apps on my phone like be my eyes if i need um human assistance or uh, apps like um uh seeing ai google lookout on android and 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 others to to help me get uh be aware of my surroundings you also uh, have a youtube channel Mm-hmm. so uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what was your inspiration what do you kind of um, show or uh, project through the youtube channel and uh, is it just one channel or you have multiple channels uh... <laughs> <laughs> i actually do have multiple channels now um my the original one's called tech with phoenix it actually was called uh, something related to gaming i forget now because it was like 6 years ago Yeah I started it uh trying to show audio games for the blind. Yeah. And for 3 years I tried and it didn't really work out. Mm. Um and then in 2021 I shifted to tech and I named it Tech with Phoenix because uh, the name Phoenix was something I started associating myself with after I accidentally used the username in on a website in 2019 and I actually found it quite cool. Yeah. Uh so even my Twitter if you look at it it's blindy phoenix. Right. Um and and so is my instagram um and and i and it, the channel started picking up uh, actually on the second video that i uploaded it was on uh, how a certain headphone that i had bought snapped and how it's a design flaw and uh, it actually garnered over 7000 views um and the the thing though with that channel was you know i i post a lot of tech videos i also have a series called blind life talks which is about uh, me and a friend of mine um Uh, Abhishek Dhol who is in the UK we sort of talk through some some problems or some challenges rather that we face uh, as blind um, you know people in this universe every single day uh, in society and uh, it's great the only thing with that channel is that it takes us 10 hours to film edit and upload a video uh, because we we actually do quite a bit of editing i have a friend named uh, Govin Satagopan who is my editor across channels actually and uh, 
it takes us a lot of time and it's really not practical uh because it it eats into a lot of the other work that i do and thus actually i started a second channel last year and this is the one that's currently really active and the one that's the thing currently it's called phoenix shorts and we post uh the sort of the latest tech news and certain things in tech uh every, there's this one daily short so at least one every single day it's all under one minute and it's very easy uh digestible information uh the third channel is sort of a hobbyist one it's called phoenix covers and um, that is where i uh, upload my vocal covers um i was i knew how to edit mix master tracks but i was not very confident in my ability until uh last year when uh it's it's a really funny story i sang um at my apartment and um i i'm going to mention this but i actually had a 31 year old uh, um uh lady come and ask me out on a date after i sang <laughs> so oh. <laughs> uh, yeah it it did take me by surprise and you know it, it was really and uh, um, and i there was not a very big crowd it was actually just a few people standing around uh but hearing the appreciation in their voices sort of propelled me to 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 go ahead and start this and so now i i you know post my tracks uh, to the third channel and it's a very it's a very liberating feeling to be very honest with you posting the stuff on youtube and especially with phoenix shorts seeing the success every single morning so uh, my editor posts the video early morning because he is uh, in the us and um, you know waking up every day to see um you know such you know very inspiring and very very interesting and uh very uh, i i would say very heartwarming comments from people on sort of the latest shot that we upload uh, encouraging me to go ahead i think that is one of the best ways i could think of to start my day you said your uh, editor uh, is in the us so uh, is he the same person who also shoots or is somebody else who shoots no so uh, with shorts it's a very interesting thing because we don't actually shoot my face okay. uh, we actually we, we record audios and he does uh, video effects and animation on top of it but with tech with phoenix and with with those videos it's normally me who who shoots the videos and then when he comes to bangalore sort of once a year in june that's when we sort of sit down together because it is faster when he shoots because uh when i am alone i sort of have to guess where the camera would be and sort of arrange it based on past experiences um but when he's here it's just i can just focus on the content and so when he's here we sort of make most of the videos in bulk and then uh we we upload them over the course of time as he goes away and uh, whatever is the balance that's left out uh plus blind life talks because that's a that's more of this kind of a thing which is like a podcast that is something that we uh, that that i just shoot on my own To support our work with the blind and visually impaired you can visit the donate page on our website www.scorefoundation.org.in please note www.scorefoundation.org.in you started coding and you've been doing coding for a while have you actually gotten to the uh, realms of doing it professionally or uh, or as an 18 year as a 17 year old you're not allowed <laughs> no 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 absolutely uh, uh, professional coding has absolutely been a thing that i have been doing i have 
over the past uh, 3 4 years as my skills have developed i have uh, freelanced for a lot of people i um i have worked in internship at a company called delta x yeah uh, which actually is an ad uh, agency and i helped them build uh, one of the products that they use actively uh, today which is uh, an image manipulator an ai image uh, manipulator and background removal tool uh, for their ad posters um and i think the biggest uh project for me was uh, building the the web application uh, of my um uh you know if you, if you look me up you know about this of my non profit organization called vidya drishti uh and and building that web app in scratch and the funny thing about it is i'll i'll, I'll quickly digress into a, a short funny story and that is uh, i i actually built this uh, web app this is the fastest one that i've ever built i built the entire web app um by hand coding everything um you know myself uh within 18 hours and um i i still don't know how i did it but i was very surprised by by me being able to do it <laughs> so i think i think you've kind of led me on to my next question which is about your ngo uh, you you've uh, set up this organization uh you mentioned the name briefly a short while ago maybe you could just start by mentioning the name and then what exactly does this ngo do yeah it's a very interesting question because it's it's something that has been very close to me it's called vidya drishti um not to be confused with the tv serial divya drishti right <laughs> because i've had a few people do that it's uh, vidya drishti with a v starting um and it is an organization uh where we we help people improve their writing skills and come out of that zone of writer's block of being afraid to post online what we've noticed is a lot of people are 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 wary of posting their written work online yeah. because they they the the writing community by and large is actually not very welcoming or not the most welcoming community out there and because people just don't see an improvement out of it there's no one to tell them how their writing is there's no one to actively follow up with them and make sure that they hone that craft and so we actually we actually uh, you know try to try to fix both we have a very mod, uh, highly moderated platform where pe- uh, people can upload their writing moderated in the sense of comments where we only ex- uh, accept what we call construct- constructive criticism and uh, no toxicity um and the other thing is we have a we have a very uh, dare i say competent uh, content team uh, full of a mix of young uh, gen z students yeah and sort of more experienced people in writing you know we've got mr subramani lakshmi who still helps us out he is um, uh, a 27 odd year uh, veteran in journalism um and we we've got others on the team as well we've got young people such as uh, a certain moksh chaveri who is he's just he is one year older than he's 18 uh, but he is a three time participant of the month um and he has written his own research papers as well he's a he's a great uh, young young man uh, older than me of course people who post on your uh, platform are they all from bangalore or you have people from all over the country no in fact we we have all uh, people from all over the country and and um recently we've started having people from the uk and the us as well uh we got a very interesting story from a, a person from the uk um and it, it was on how uh, we overcame covid 
and it was a very very well written uh piece so no we, we we've had we've had people from the country uh from from all over and from all ages as well uh actually initially vidyarishti had an age gap uh, age gap of uh, 16 and uh, it was someone from our team who sort of pushed internally to raise it and then after a point i just realized i'm like okay i'm being stupid why is why why have i put this age gap um and so we lifted it and since then we've had one of the most diverse communities of of people writing and it's been a very interesting experience seeing all of these people come together so if somebody wants to write and get feedback on your platform what does he have to do mm-hmm. all he or she has to do is come to our platform it's write.vidyadrishti.org.in uh register create an account it's like a 30 second process and then upload their writing which is also a 30 second process the writing is what what we've des- we've basically made it so that the writing takes up most of your time the uploading takes up negligible amounts and once the work is up uh within 24 hours they will get feedback from us from someone from the team as a 17 year old getting ready to write your 12th standard exam mm-hmm. um uh, what is your dream for the future what do you want to become where are you headed you know i i could i could uh, i i could say the, the the objective parts which is i do want to do computer science i want to do artificial intelligence i'm very interested in computational photography and accessibility especially image accessibility uh making images accessible for people who cannot see uh but i think at the end of the day i think the 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 thing that would describe what i want to do in the future the most is to see or or to witness people happy uh i have i have always i think one of the most satisfying things for me is to to know that someone smiles and it's really funny you don't have to look at a person's face to know if they're smiling you can hear it in their voice um and i just i i think you know if my work be whatever the work might be it could be youtube it could be my vocals it could be it could be something that i've coded it could be a person from vidya drishti uh um i you know at, at the end of the day all i want is uh, to make sure that they they uh, are smiling and and uh, they they are happy and and that i have made an impact for the better and improved the lives of the the next generation of people making it easier for them to focus on their passion well said uh, pranav thank you very much for giving me the time and uh, sharing your thoughts and uh, sharing tidbits from your life it's been very interesting talking to you all the best my pleasure thanks for having me i wish ye roshni ka karwa this podcast was brought to you by score foundation Shani ka karwa